Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing this morning is Jace. Our sponsors today, the CCA Star Tournament, Texan Roofing, Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, weather. Real quick, 78 down on the island in Galveston this morning. Looks like today sun clouds mixed. A stray afternoon thunderstorm is possible with a high of 86. Winds will be west-southwest today at 5 to 10. Those dreaded westerly factor winds we were talking about earlier in the week. Oh, well. Tonight, considerable cloudiness. This evening, some uh, decrease in clouds late with a low of 76. West winds 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy with afternoon showers or thunderstorms. High of 84. West northwest five to ten. That rain chance will pick up tomorrow evening about thirty percent, and then uh, get ready for a wetter week. Looks like a pretty good chance of rain for two or three days. So that's not a so good forecast. Tides for today. We're on a two tide schedule. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have a high coming up at six fifteen a.m. this morning, and then a low. At 10.17 p.m., we go from a 1.7 to a negative 0.6. 6.20 a.m. is sunrise, 8.15 p.m. sunset. And our moon phase, almost full, not quite yet, 97%. Tomorrow night's the first full moon of June. And current conditions. The buoy offshore, 22 nautical miles east of Galveston. It's 80 degrees out there with 83-degree water. West winds at 11 to 13. And at the Galveston Channel, it is west-northwest 14 to 18, and Eagle Point, it's west at 6 to 10, and Morgan's Point, west-southwest at 7 to 11. So a little bit of west wind to contend with this morning. And uh, there'll be some areas you could fish with that that uh, are holding fish, so good luck with that. All right, well, that's it for the tides and weather and all that. Now let's get uh, started up with Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake this morning. See what he's up to. Good morning, Bill. How are you, my friend? Well, how are you doing this morning? I couldn't be better. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. You're right. Well, the uh, the fishing over here has been really, really good. Uh, just like I said Thursday, it's almost like a broken record. Surely the wind is going to come and mess everything up pretty soon. But right now, it's 
uh, well, we keep waiting for it, but uh, so far so good. I'll take what we can get right now, buddy. That's uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty good uh, compared to the last few years this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it usually is uh, around June twelfth or June fifteenth before it finally quits blowing, mm. and then it gets into a southwest syndrome and. But finally, the fish do get used to that, and you can still catch them. But it it's a uh, it makes the heat factor so bad. Yeah. And it just uh, you know having to look into the sun all the time. <laughs> that's uh, that's yes. a rough deal. But hey, we do what we have to do, and every job has its uh, has its problems. There's uh, no such thing as a perfect world, I guess, but. Right now, the Gulf of Mexico is flat and and really nice over here. Uh, fishing the jetties yesterday was just like uh, <laughs> it was a walk in the park, and really mm-hmm. there was a lot of boats out there, but not not what you not so many that you couldn't you know fish like you wanted to. Right. We don't uh, we don't usually anchor up. You know, over here we fish the jetty and uh, just kind of ease along and find you a stretch there and work the fish with a trolling motor. Right. And uh, you spot lock every once in a while. That uh, that really allows you to uh, to work those fish real well. But uh, we just uh, we caught them till we got tired of catching them yesterday. And uh, threw a lot of them back, and kept a lot of them too. Uh, so it was—I mean, we started off. We had thirty fish in the boat by seven thirty. Yeah. And uh, and it just kept going from there. It never did slow down. We we just caught them and caught them and caught them and. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's jetties are on fire right now, but it is June. Yeah. But, uh, you can set your clock by it pretty much every year. If you can get the weather to do it, that's the problem, you're getting the right weather That's for the it. problem. Yeah, there's there's always a lot of fish at those jetties this time of year, but getting to them sometimes is a real problem. But, uh, you know, I didn't see any boats going offshore yesterday. They've been some. There's been a triple tail bite over here, but it hasn't mm-hmm. been for Bill. Uh, I rode around for about oh 45 minutes yesterday in uh, both the pockets, looking for those triple tail that everybody's been showing pictures of. But I could not find them. There was not one floating object or grass bed or anything that would hold them, and uh, I just randomly rode around out there and. And tried to spot them, you know, but sometimes they're not up on top. It uh, it helps if you've got some floating stuff out there to look and got some debris and things like that yeah. for them to set it, you know, post up on. But I've seen some some pictures of some really pretty ones. Yeah, well, it's uh, if you can kind of coming early this trip. year, and I think that has a lot to do with the seas being calm and people getting out and being able to look for them, you know. Yeah, that's got a lot to do with it. Yes. But uh, I know there's a lot of snapper boats going out. Um, right. That's uh, that, You're watching those big boats 
boats that I could never ever afford that are going off off out there to catch their two snapper. <laughs> but I, you know, there's other things out there to catch too. It's not just about snapper. Um, I saw a picture of a ling the other day that a guy caught, and they're not very far out there. So it's uh, all in all, the fishing's really good. Uh, we threw we threw a variety of soft plastics yesterday, top waters, uh, right off the bat. The top waters weren't working real well. Caught a couple of fish on that, and then um, we started off. Uh, one of the guys had a popping cart with a plastic shrimp on it, and uh, he wailed on them pretty good for just about thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was the king of the walk. And uh, then finally, they the sun kind of crept up over the horizon, and they dropped to the, you know, into the mid depths, around ten feet. And occasionally, you'd catch one when it hit the water. But, uh, we used we used K Wiggler ball tails. We used down south lures. Uh, we threw a little John. We threw rattle traps, chrome, uh, and Hard baits, uh, <laughs> they'd hit them, but boy, the jackfish were getting those. Ooh. And you'd, you hook you you hook you a jack and you'd lose that uh, that hard bait, and it you know ten dollars a pop. That's hard to hard to swallow that. Yeah, ten dollars if you're lucky. Most of them are running twelve, fifteen, eighteen bucks now for you know good hard baits. Yeah. And most of what they Did were throwing. Do you ever think you see boat. prices on lures like that? Oh no! <laughs> but I no, never, I never thought not. I'd see shrimp for twenty five dollars a quart either. Croakers, Is that what it's going piece. for? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jiminy Christmas! Oh <laughs> 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 uh, no! I can't even believe that. Oh, everything's but, gone up, but my wages—it's incredible. Well, if you consider the cost of a new boat, what the heck? Why not $25 a port for shrimp? Yeah, go for it, man. The country's in debt. <laughs> Everybody else might as well follow suit. Yeah, we're just uh, running headlong just towards like that financial. live like a rock star and, hey, send it all to the grave with you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it with you when you go. <laughs> no. Matter of fact, I think there's an old blues song to that title. Yeah, there is. You can't take it with you when you go. I have to leave it all for somebody else. So I guess you might as well just blow it. <laughs> I, I know I sure do a lot of people think these days. Hey, don't go for it. Well, I sure, you know, Uncle Bill surely wants one of those 23 to 25 foot flats boats. I just love to get my butt in one of those, but it ain't happening. <laughs> Me and old Pathfinder, we're gonna have to keep on running down the road. It's Man, y'all got tough. a good relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I've been married to that boat a while. Might as well stick with it, man. If it works, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm considering having the sides. I had the bottom redone. I was 
considering having the sides polished out, re, maybe refinished, uh, maybe even do a wrap on it or something. Put a wrap on it and cover all of it up yeah, that, and go for it. that seems to be a lot cheaper. Well, and it protects still the boat not, a lot, too. You know, I think Yeah, uh, it, it would. what my old Kenner would look like if I hadn't had a wrap on it all this time. Has it held up real up. good? It's held up real good. I got some war wounds on it, you know, skint places and all that. That's just going to happen, but that's the good part about it. It protects the gel coat, too. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that might be the best way to go. I think the cost would be almost the same either way. Probably. And, uh, yeah, if yeah. you get a big-time detail job on it, that's uh, that's not cheap either. No. And it's gonna it's gonna come back. I mean, all that brown water stains and the dullness and everything. That you know, you can only get so many years of you know life out of that gel coat before it looks good. That's true. And stays looking good. But there's yeah. another. You know, just break out another hundred, hundred and fifty thousand. Go get you a new boat. <laughs> and pretty soon, within six months, it would look just like the old one. That's, That's it. It's just a tool. Me. You know, we use them every day, and they're just, uh, you know, beauty in everything. It's uh, as long no. as it's functional and it does a job. Have you a crab? Old blue. <laughs> Never washed on the outside. <laughs> Looked like a crab boat. <laughs> I've seen guys do that. Inside's all clean and nice, and outside, man, it's just it's trashed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I got the Pathfinder uh, 2200 Crab Edition. <laughs> Crabber model. Yes, sir. Gar rig, baby. <laughs> hey, hang on, Bill. Let uh, me knock this break out. I'll be right back to you, bud. You All got right. it. Well, you know, the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament, that's going on right now. It started last weekend. It's going to run all the way through Labor Day weekend. And it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today and take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. 120 tagged redfish are swimming around in inshore Texas waters with other species to catch like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. And offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournament's brought to you by great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shiner Bach, Hall Power Polaris, Mountie Boats, Texas Fish and Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptek, and Coastline Trailers, just to name a few. Go to startournament.org or call 713-626-4222 and sign up today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 417 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we're back, my friend. That was quick enough. Well, I'm here with you. All right. Yeah, we were the, talking uh, about new boats, old boats. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. your call. A new boat quickly becomes an old boat. It really and does. After uh, after just a little while, that new fiberglass smell, which is intoxicating, by the way. Uh, you stick your head yeah, in And I don't know hatch. what's better, the new boat smell or the new car smell. You know, a new truck oh, I, or a new I, boat. New fiberglass. Hey, you, you're fortunate enough to no. have both. That's really big time. <laughs> yeah, well, you could do that. <laughs> but it wears all fast. Yeah, and that, that fiberglass new smell, it just fades out within six months. And yeah. it smells just like uh, the inside of a crab boat. Yeah, get that old gar, gar rig smell and mold and mildew <laughs> under the hatches. And oh, gosh. Yeah. I hate that really smell. Different. That's why I use a lot of bleach, man. Always. Yeah. Uh, about three times a year, I'll just deep clean the, you know, inside the hatches and the hull itself and everything, you know, with bleach and water and soap and yep. all that. And just. You have to, you have to strip all your equipment out of the hatches. Right. Get all of it out. And, you know, once you get everything out of there, you can pressure wash a lot of it. Uh, yes. And then you got to let it all dry in the sun. And, but I do that probably about twice a year. I pull everything out. And, of course, it's needful because you wind up with so many bags of soft plastics that you lose. It, well, it yeah, you think you didn't have and you bought more and then you clean your boat out and go, yeah. oh, my, <laughs> look at all this <laughs> stuff I didn't think I had. J- you know, bags truth. of jig heads and, and uh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know the drill. <laughs> you know, the best cheap investment I've made for as far as keeping my boat clean and everything, I bought one of those soap cannons to put on my, on my wand, on my uh, pressure washer, mm-hmm. you know, after you wet your boat down and soap it down real good with that, buy that really good soap that foams good and uh, just coat everything and uh, sit down and drink you a bottle of water, cool off a little bit, and then get back with a pressure washer. And I mean, it it shines like a new dime. Yeah, 
That's tough work. And, uh, what do you use to get your uh, brown stains off the side of the hull? Man, you can use, you can buy that good stuff like at Academy or, you know, a Marine store, the uh, Starbride hull cleaner, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. It's real acidic. But, you know, if you stay on top of it, you can use, you know, just like some good lime away concentrate in a spray bottle. And just uh, after you wet your boat down, hit it with that and let it run down, you know, the transom and, you know, wherever your brain, brown stains are, and it'll eat it right off. But, you know, with that, uh, like, Starbright hole cleaner, once you use that, you know, once your boat dries, you got to go back with some good marine polish because it makes that uh, gel coat so porous. The next time you put it in the water, that brown brown water stain will just grab it, you know, adhere to it a lot easier. Yeah. I use, uh, I've used a product called Tomb Bright. It's, uh, it's an acid type stuff that, or what, I don't know what it is, but uh, to polish pontoon hulls. Yeah. It'll it'll bring that aluminum back shiny. Well, oh, I bet you can use that on your aluminum trailer and make it look new then. You could. You would take a lot of scrubbing. But, boy, you put that on the side of that fiberglass boat, and it takes that brown spots off. You mm -hmm. can wipe it on with a rag and walk around for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and come back and uh, maybe wipe it one or two more times with a rag. And uh, it uh, it just takes it off. I mean, Yeah, that star like right I'll use it with a sponge. Yeah. Sponge would be fine. You can make uh, it go because you put it in a spray bottle, you waste a lot of it. You know, a lot of it jerks That's off true. and falls on your trailer or on the ground, you know. Yeah, and if you you drop this tune bright, you splatter it on the trailer, it shines the trailer everywhere you splatter it. So mm -hmm. Then it makes you want to redo the whole trailer, which I'm not doing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm drawing the line there. Need yes. That, that trailer's going to finally turn dull no matter what I do about it, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a, a really great product. And just wear you some plastic gloves, put it on with. You know, it it kind of burn your hands a little if you get too oh, much yeah. on there. But it uh, it really does take the brown stains off. And I, you can bring that color back to white or whatever color it is, and uh, then you just put you some good wax on there, and it'll last for. Oh, three months. You know the way I use it. If uh, if you know occasional occasional boater would uh, find it probably the last six months. Right. You know that uh, that's that's a that's a good product to do it with. I've I've been using it for a long time, and it uh, does a real good job. Probably not what it was intended for, but these boat shops around here. From JP James Flog, he said on and off. He said that's the best. I've I've never heard of it, so but I have now. On and off is what he calls it. On and off. <laughs> on and off. Well, they're always doing that's those nice. big yachts and all those big boats and everything. And uh, yeah. And I have you know I learned from him and Cameron that marine polish is ten times better than using regular wax after you uh, clean a hull like that. Yeah, it is. Put you a couple of coats of that marine polish, and it uh, it clogs those, you know, it coats those pores real well where that brown stain doesn't come back as fast. Yep. 
Yeah, I, well, I had my hog done last year, and uh, it's holding up real nice. Uh, still nice and shiny, but eventually the brown comes back. Oh, yeah. And, hey, if your boat isn't turning brown, you're not catching fish. And That's fish right. like that hard water, man. Never trust a guide that has a really, really clean boat. <laughs> if it's too clean, it's probably not catching fish. No. That's how no. I feel about it. When you shake hands with him in the morning, if you don't feel that old rough, crusty feel, <laughs> he's not handling many fish. No, shoot. Well, I've had yeah, my hands in such bad shape, I couldn't even make a fist with them. Oh, that's terrible. But that was back in the day. I mean, that's when you're handling, you know, a couple hundred fish a day at least. Yeah. And I I know I've been there too. Uh, I remember one time we fished for two days. I fished, uh, I fished one guy in the boat with me for two days, and we went through 250 trout in two days. And uh, just catching release and even that wears your hands out oh yeah uh, i had some guys yesterday that were just jam up fishermen these them young men could take and handle their equipment and they weren't afraid even to grab a hard head and take him off and i'm like don't touch that thing <laughs> we caught we caught about 10 hard heads sea run hard heads on lures Oh. Would you call them sea run? Sea run hardhead. <laughs> them old big ones, you know, that when you yeah. first stick them, you, they feel like a trout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and we had some really heavy-duty jackfish come by and snatched our baits and, and kept going. We never did get any one of them. We, we never touched the leader, let's put it that way. We'd get them right to the boat, finally just beating them down, and Man. and they'd finally wear through that line, even the fluorocarbon. They're just, uh, they're brutes. If I figure out I've got one of them on, I just jam the spool, point the rod at the fish, and let him break it. That's what I you do. Know, I cannot stand to catch jackfish. If I hook him way but, out there, I try to get him as close to me as I can and then uh, then put the thumb on the spool and point the rod and pull back, break him off. And so for folks that have never caught one, and my first one was that way, I, I was itching to catch a jackfish. I mean, I just had to catch one. And uh, But after that, the lure was gone. I did not want to catch another one. And I try my best to keep my lure away from them, but inevitably one of them's going to get you. And that is the strongest and just boringest fish to, to land. It's like reeling in a truck tire it's just, with yeah, the rim on it. <laughs> yeah. Heavy. We did stick a couple of fine Spanish mackerel yesterday and actually got them to the boat. Yeah, that's, uh, boy, you talk about a dangerous psychopath fish to catch when you're <laughs> weight fishing with a multi-hook bait. I mean, that's a, 
Don't you even think about right. getting that fish up close to you while you're wading in the water with him. Just wear him completely oh, no. down if that's even possible. I mean, those fish go nuts when they get up by you. I've seen more yeah. people hooked and maimed, you know, by by Spanish mackerel than any other fish, even worse than skipjacks. Yes. They're just, boy, they are. Just wear them down. Yeah, they're they you are. Billy Club with you too. You get him up close and knock his knock him out. You called it right. See, they're psychopaths. He'll get all over you and he'll hurt you, man. He'll put hooks in you. And we we had uh, we pulled up to a spot on the jetty yesterday and got into some of those Magnum horse mackerel, mm-hmm. ladyfish, and shoot, they were just going nuts. They do backflips over the boat and all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> poor man's tarpon. Boy, they get real oh. big down south, man. You'll catch them; they'll be two feet long and drag rippers well, and jumpers and just. Uh, there's these were ever bit that big. I mean, we had. They, I think they probably weighed five or six pounds. Good lord! Big guys, things. Big. Oh shoot! They were big as I've seen. And they would they would run to the end of that that uh, rattle trap, that chrome rattle trap, and that's what they wanted. Oh, good grief! <laughs> they would slam that thing going the other way and do a somersault in the air and tail walk. And, now I might exaggerate it; it might not have been but a three or four pounder, but they were big tackle you know, testers. They were as big ones as I've seen in a long Find out who, time. how good your knots and your leader and everything are. They, yeah, they test everything. <laughs> they, they really do. Oh, they're nasty. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right, yeah, Bill, I got to run, my friend. If somebody wants to call you about coming over and getting in on this good fishing while the weather's right, now it's time to do it. How they get a hold of you, brother? 409-673-9211. Or com. Oh, did uh, Rick Murphy get a hold of you? I gave him your number. Yes, he did. Okay, good. All right. Just checking. All right, my friend. Well, Bill, you have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week, buddy. Be safe out there. Catch him up. Yes, sir. Yep. See you, man. Take care. All right. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And, you know, the 34th annual CCA Texas Start Tournament, it's currently going on. That started Memorial Day weekend. It'll run all the way through Labor Day all summer long. That betters your chances to catch a really nice prize. And uh, it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes and Academy Sports and Outdoors. And if sign up today, take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. And with 120 tagged redfish swimming around in inshore Texas waters have been released for uh, to better your catch rate. And you can fish for other species inshore like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. Offshore fish for great prices when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Star Tournament's brought to you by great sponsors like Whataburger, Showwater Boats, Mustang Cats, Dargle Boats, Haney Boats, Chris's Marine, and McLean Trailers, just to name a few. Again, go to startournament.org, call 713-626-4222, and sign up today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe now. Let's check in with the fish dude, old Richard, and see what he's up to this morning. Hey, rascal, what's up? Not a lot, Mickey. At least the wind's blowing this morning. Got a little breeze. It's better than, uh, man, that dead calm stuff the last couple of mornings. I mean, dead calm. I know. It's horrible, man. It it feels great right off the bat when you take off, you know, get get to running. But after you sit there on the water a little bit, it's hot. I mean, it just gets so hot you can't breathe. That ain't right. Yesterday I had to ice myself down because it was getting too hot for me. I mean, I just grabbed me a rag, threw it in the cooler, and wrapped it around my neck because it was, man, it was getting hot out there. And it couldn't do nothing. I mean, dang winds just would not blow at all. Breeze helps got, so much. Just five miles an hour is all you need. That's it. Just uh, It doesn't take much, just a little bit. I mean, anything at all. But when it's when it's slick as glass and you, you're looking at a mirror, it's hot. I mean, it, when you can see all the sky in the water, it's, you know it's going to be it's going to be a bad one. But, man, them hybrids are still on fire. They're doing good. So I have no complaints. The catfish is doing okay, too. I'm spending a bunch of time on hybrids here the past few days. So it's all right. You know, it's, the, the catfish I've noticed, are, there's a lot of them are spawning out already. So it's kind of a weird thing. They're about a month early. So it's it's different. But so that means I'm fixing to have to start looking for them them other places to catch them because they're going to get small on me pretty quick. When they do, I'll be I'll be on the hunt. But then we tried them crappie the other day, and it was so funny. I mean, it was nothing but we had minnows out there using minnows and shad. And I I was sitting there with my little bass assassin jig, you know, and I just threw it out there, and I thought, you know, it, it'll be all right. I might catch one or two. She just started catching them pretty regularly. A lot of small ones and stuff like that. And I said, that ain't going to work. Y'all, they ain't touched y'all's minnows at all. So I grabbed, tied everybody a jig on us. We just dropped it right straight down and 
and just hold it there. That's one of the things about about these crappie over here that I found anyway is if you work your jig, they don't like it. If you hold it dead still, you're going to catch them. I mean, it's like yeah. they just go they go up there and look at it, and then all of a sudden you feel something feels like somebody thumping on your line. When they do that, just set the hook. They got it. I mean, it, that dead still, but it's hard to do, you know, being a being an artificial bait fisherman, I know you do the same, where you're working your bait from a distance instead of straight down, you know, where you're having to control where it's at in the water column. And that's that's a whole different ball game. You know, you get out there and you're casting out, you're, you're counting down. You know, most people don't even know that. But you count, I typically count down 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. That tells you how deep your bait is as it falls. So, you know, if you're in 10 foot of water and you want to fish five foot, you count down to five, and then you start working. And then, you know, that's just typical. Now, heavier weights, you can't get away with that, but it's, uh, you know, like a quarter-ounce stuff, three-quarter-ounce stuff. You can count it down like that, and it'll, it'll still be pretty accurate. And and uh, now the lighter weights, like these little 16th and, and the eighth-ounce jig heads that I'm using, uh, they uh, no. They take a lot longer, so you got to really slow your count down. But uh, whenever you drop it straight over the side, you know, especially since I'm using the active target, I'm, I'm telling people, okay, stop it right there. You're right on top of the brush. Just hold it. And the next thing you know, I got one. So even though we only had a half dozen the other day, I was I was pretty impressed at what they were doing with that jig because they were just – they wouldn't touch a shad. They wouldn't touch a minnow. I mean, it was just crazy. And, yeah. But you take that, you take that little, just a green bass assassin jig, that panfish assassin is what they call them, and uh, drop, just drop it down. I mean, it's just green. It's nothing. You know, I've always used like pink and chartreuse, white and chartreuse, anything with chartreuse. This is what I used to tell everybody all the time. Anything with chartreuse on crappie, you'll catch them. You know, that's that's just the way it is. White chartreuse, yellow chartreuse. I mean, Green, it don't matter. Any color chartreuse, black and chartreuse, anything, it, it would work. And now, now I'm finding that just a solid green one. And and what's funny about it is, a few weeks ago, I was bass fishing, and I, you know, I'm throwing these big, big snakes, you know, 12 inch worms out there, or 11, 11 inch bass assassin ribbon tail worms is what they are. And uh, you know, I'm throwing them out there in plum, typically plum or, or tequila sunrise colors, and I out there in 30 foot of water. I'm throwing them rascals out there and letting them sink down next to this standing timber that's out there because I see some bass in them. And I'm trying to get them to react to it, and they wouldn't ever even, they wouldn't even hardly look at it. And then I took a, like an Alabama rig and put a bunch of swim baits on there and, and chunked it out with that. I use what, what I use on them, them things, and, even, and I'm sure a lot of people use those bass assassin, the, uh, that pro elite jig head. It's got a big wide gap hook on it. That's what I use. Head. I love those hooks. Man, those are great, aren't they? And uh, anyway, I had those. I had that Alabama rig rigged up with those, and I'm chunking it down there in them, and it's like they won't even hardly react to that thing. And I grabbed that dang little green crappie jig and threw it out there, and they would attack it. And, and these are bass. Now, they weren't giant bass. They were two-pounders and such like that. But there was probably about 10 of them on this one tree. And I'd throw that little bitty jig out there. And you could watch them come right off that tree and chase it out. And then hit it. And you'd catch a few of them. I mean, it's just the dangest thing. They didn't want the big stuff. They didn't want the number set, number thing. They wanted that little bitty crappie jig. And it just amazed me. So, 
there's, I mean, that's one of Tuesday nights is when I found those. I, I said, I'm going to go out there and try them. And I tried them with that crappie jig. I think what happened was it got cloudy on me. And I, I think it was a sunlight-related thing when they were out there that deep. Because when I got back to them, they were, they were kind of scattered. They weren't on the tree like they had were like two hours earlier. But it was just it was funny to notice all that and see how how it was happening. You know, so that's the thing. Always always pay attention to what you're doing and change colors. I mean, change colors are uh, you can have the right bait. But and I always tell people like crankbait fishing. When you're crankbait fishing. If you if you catch a fish and he has both hooks in his mouth and that bait sideways in his mouth or or he's got it swallowed, you have absolutely the right color and the right action. If you chunk it out there and you catch them on on the back hook, you need to change colors. That because mm-hmm. they they like the action but they don't like the color but they'll hit it because it's a reaction thing. And I've you know for years I've done that. Boy, I catch one on the back hook, it's automatic. I'm gonna change colors immediately. I'll use the same bait. But if I'm using a shad pattern bait and I catch them on the back hook, I'm going to switch over to a brim color. You know, that way, you know, brim colors are chartreuse and black or blue or whatever. So you change those colors like that and they'll start eating it and you'll notice the difference. You know, they'll be sideways in their mouth, have it choked all the way down. It's, when, they get a, when they get a crankbait choked all the way down, it's, it's kind of spooky because you can't get it out. I mean, you got to dig to get them out and try to keep them killing that fish. You know, that's that's one of the things about about it. When you finally get it right, they'll choke it. I mean, absolutely choke it. And it's it's amazing to see. And it's it's fun to figure that stuff out, or it is for me anyway, you know. It's, a lot of people, they just, okay, I caught, caught one. Okay, I'll, okay. I, every time I catch one, I'm going to analyze. I look at where that hook is in his mouth. It's like catfishing, you know. Everybody wonders, you know, and I've talked about it before, how after cold fronts, catfish, usually you're going to catch them in the whisker. That's every single time I catch a fish, I look at where that hook is positioned in his mouth, no matter what. You know, I, if he's got it all the way down, it's, it's like catfish. If he's got it all the way down, he was asleep at the reel. That's all I can say. Yeah. Because he just ate it. And, you know, that, that's it. But, but if he's, you got him in the whiskers, upper lip, or he's got all all three of them trebles in both jaws, he did it just right. And, he, you know, he he's doing his thing like he's supposed to. Whisker hook. After a cold front, just about every single time. I mean, it's amazing. It really is. I mean, it really is. You know, it's because I just, you know, all all my life I was fishing the Trinity River when I was a kid. Same thing. It's just always the same thing. Cold fronts, whisker hook. You know, and you lose a lot of them when you're rolling them in too. Man, I lost a big one. Well, you you don't know, but it's, you know, that's why. (laughs) Because you're ripping through that whisker, right? I mean, it just it's weird how it is, but. You're going to lose about 50% of what you hook after a cold front, but you still catch them. That's what's weird about it. You like that's, using smaller treble hooks on them cats, huh? I do. I don't I don't go more. I use like a number six or a number eight. Typically, I use like a number a number eight in the in the uh, winter months and a number six in the summer months. Because right. yeah, I get a little bit more bait on there. Summer months, the bait tends to kind of fall off of there, and they beat it off there so much because there's so many little ones. But in the winter months, you drop down to that number eight. You, get, you know, everybody thinks you need a big wad of bait on there. I, I try to get, I'm not trying to fatten them up. They're already as fat as they're going to be. I just want to catch them. So you take them, take them, just get just enough to cover that hook up, drop it down there, and, and they'll, they'll knock the fire out of it. Now, that's on the lake. Now, on the river, 
We'll get you a big old get you a big old shad and fillet that rice going to get you make your Carolina rig chunk it out there. So that's another thing, shad. Whenever you're when you're river fishing for those catfish and stuff like that, I grew up. You know, shad always rot. That they're like kind of like sardines. We they just you can the bones just crush and there's just nothing to them. So what you can do to to make your your baits last better is you take and get those bigger shad and fillet them. So you get two baits, one off each side, and that fillet will not rot. It's the bones that are causing it. Yeah. So, it's a weird thing, but you fillet that thing, I you catch up to six fish on one bait. Or you take gotcha. just a, a shad or a piece of cut bait, put it on there, it'll knock it off on the first round. So that's that's just the way I've, I do it a lot. Now, well, that's, while good, that's good info for people that fish differently. They may want to try try your style of it or, you know, it's a, change is that, always good. It is, you know. That's one thing about being being a fisherman. You always got to adapt and change to what your conditions are. And if you don't, Good. you're just going to be the same old thing, and you're going to, oh, I can't catch nothing. Well, you can't catch nothing because you're stuck in the same groove. Get out of that groove and go. You that's know, it. That's, that's exactly right. All right, buddy. Well, hey, I got to run, and uh, glad you got a little breeze to work with this morning. If somebody wants to call you about fishing, Richard, give them some info, buddy. All right, Mickey, we'll get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook to check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, my friend. Richard, have a good weekend. Good talking to you, man. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. All right, buddy. Later. All right, bye. All right, now let's run over to Matagorda. Let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski this morning. Charlie P., what's up? Morning, Mickey. What's happening? Oh, not a lot. How you doing? I'm fair, fair to Midland. Same old. Good. That'll work. We just uh, enjoying this beautiful weather like like everybody else. Isn't it amazing? One, yeah. <laughs> kind of like what the old days, you know, with a calm May and June. Yeah. Yeah. It it seemed to be more prevalent back in the old days, though, Mickey. It's uh, these past several years, you know, it's been. Usually windy as hell at this time, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember back, uh, you know, in the day when they had the Marburgers tournament and all that, the month of May was always calm, and a lot of those big fish would roll out off shorelines. You'd get out there and work slicks and catch the winners, man. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. That we did. That we did. Things are a little bit different now, though, man. Oh, yeah. You know, we still got a lot of 15, 16 inch fish around here. That's a lot. Hearing. Well, they'll all be keepers come September 1st. Yeah. If porpoises and sharks don't eat them first. Boy, I was talking to James about that yesterday. We were talking about how the he was on a school of fish and last couple of days, and the porpoise is just, just sitting under the boat waiting for dinner. <laughs> same thing happened to me Thursday and uh, I had two or three porpoises behind me and every day I'm catching these 15 half 16 and a half inch trout and they ain't missing none of them no they'll come I mean as soon as you release it they're there to grab that thing that's right kind of reminds you when you're wading down in Rockport especially Aransas Bay in some of those areas they just they get all over you and every fish you turn loose they just eat it yeah, that's that's Thanks what happened uh, to me Thursday. 
So, you know, they say a porpoise eats 25 to 50 trout a day. That, that's a lot of fish. Yeah. That's a lot of fish, man. Poor and, uh, I got a lot of predators yeah. after them, including us. <laughs> yeah, buddy. They catch it going and coming. We don't I have no idea how many of the bull sharks eat. I mean, they they wear them out, too. Well, I think when those porpoises get like they were on me the other day, they'll keep the sharks away from you. Yes. I think. I don't know. It seems that way. I hadn't had a problem with a shark lately. <clears throat> of course, I've been wearing that uh, that band, that shark band thing. Yeah, where do you wear it at? On my ankle. On your ankle? Yeah. You know, I, I use that Bart's Bay Armor boot, and and there's plenty of room down you there wear to those? put it on. I, I do, too. I like those boots. I wear them. Yeah. I've got all my customers wearing them. You know, you'll, you'll hear of one coming apart every now and then, but... Uh, I had my left one did that, and... I mean, they sent me a pair, and one day I had another pair of them. I didn't even have yeah. to mail the old ones back. Yeah, same here. Same here. But, uh, no, we've got a good stretch of weather, and, you know, I hadn't seen a lot of guides fishing this week, uh, but uh, everybody's catching them and it's going. Yeah. There's probably going to be a ton of offshore boats going out today now that snapper season's open. Right. So there's been some some beautiful snapper catches. Facebook went from dead trout book to snapper book too. So Yeah, buddy. Something a little different <laughs> to look at. Come September yeah. it'll be dove book and then duck book and then dead deer book. <laughs> yeah. Every yeah. Lo everybody loves posing with dead stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's a the sign of the times. It is. Some dead times. Dead well, times not knowing what's next. That's it. Kill them all. Yep. That's buffalo hunt. Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We got back to west winds again today. Or coming? Got a little westerly in it this morning, yes, sir. Yeah. There must be some kind of little front trying to come through or yeah, I was looking at the extended forecast, and uh looks like, um, let's see, we're going to stick with this uh, west to southerly like, kind of like west in the mornings and then south in the afternoon. And for yeah. tomorrow, now this is the Houston forecast. They're showing north 5 to 10 with those rain chances picking up. And then variable Monday with rain and Tuesday with rain wednesday with rain and it just tapers off but uh looks yeah. like our big chances are tomorrow evening through tuesday it and looks to me like more more of that rain is inland than than along the coast I, my weather thing yesterday said like monday's like a 40 percent chance down here in matagorda where I yeah, see in Houston, it's like coast, 70. It's a le yeah, lesser chance. Houston area, 60 and 70%. And the coastal area is like 30 to 40, maybe 50. Yeah. Did you see all that weather up by the Panhandle and 
other states above that, you know, Oklahoma and up, it, uh, boy, there was some bad weather up there yesterday. No, I didn't see that. Huh. Well, it no, seems like they've been getting, they've been getting more of that bad weather all year long than, than we have down here. It's been going above us yes. and across. Goes right into Louisiana and then they catch hell. So. Man, those west winds have picked up offshore at 16 to 18. That's not good. Really? Yeah, I'll just look yeah. at it again. A new update, west 16 to 18 at the 22-mile buoy, and then Galveston Channel down there, it's showing west at 13 to 17. Then inland, it's calmer, farther inland you go. Huh. Well... It's due to come up. I know when I fished Thursday, that wind was up out of the east, about 14 yeah, or 15. That's what Tommy said when I talked to him yesterday. Yeah. Y'all had y'all had more wind than we did. Right. But then yesterday, it was pretty calm around here until the yeah, afternoon. It was. So. Yeah, we got a little afternoon sea breeze. Yep. Well, we've had a good stretch of weather, so... We have. We'll see what happens next. Ride her till she bucks you. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. Weather dictates uh, everything we do in our line of work. Yeah. You're at the mercy of it. Roll with it. You know, another another thing I wanted to mention, that harbor, for some reason, after this last rain, we've had a problem with trash in the harbor. Right, and, and you know they'll clean it out, and it's back the next day. And I've I've never seen it do that before. Yesterday, they uh, two of the four boat ramps were clogged up with it. Where I know when I left Thursday morning, it was clear. So I think what happened is tides came back up, pulled back up, and must have pulled that that loose stuff off the shoreline. Probably did, and but that's that's weird that those currents are working that way there. <clears throat> Never seen it like that before. Never seen it no, suck all that stuff that. in the harbor. Now, so I don't know what's different there. Well, it is. Watch out. I'm with you, brother. All right, Charlie. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming over to Matagorda and hanging out for a day and catching some fish, how they get a hold of you, man? Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, well. Break a leg, brother. Break a leg. We'll do it, Mickey. All right, Charlie. See you, man. Take care. Take care. Bye. All right. That's Captain Charlie Paradoski over in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 